0: For the Bart's FM Podcast, this is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Tip of the Spear. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Thursday, May 4th in the year 2023. And we are in a point in time in our history in this nation where there's so many things happening and with a major crisis now emerging on the border our lives are about ready to get shaken up rather intensely. We are in a point right now when we all are going to have to really start facing what's important to us, what we value and truly what we want to preserve. Sadly, our nation has become a socialist country, a Marxist socialist country of the worst nature, run by pedophiles, run by psychopaths, all of them are trying to steer us all into one constant focus, which is to enslave us and to rid them of any of us that truly believe in God. It's time now for us to really throw down and understand that we are literally the tip of the spear. Patriots, with that, make sure that we also, you also understand the risks that are moving ahead here with the food supply. The food supply is critical to them controlling us, and we cannot afford doing anything other than prepare and to prepare to stand. One of the things you need to have is a long-term food supply that will help you endure any sort of crisis, and the best place to get that is My Patriot Supply. Patriots. With all the danger out there in today's world, many Americans are concerned about the very real possibility of prolonged food shortages. That's why I urge everyone to secure a supply of long term emergency food while you still can. And I highly recommend you choose My Patriot Supply as your supplier. They're the nation's largest preparedness company, and right now, they're offering a special deal when you buy their three month emergency food kit, which lasts up to 25 years in storage. With each kit you order, you'll receive a bonus package of Crucial Survival Gear worth over $200 for free. The three-month emergency food kit guarantees your family will have peace of mind during a disaster, and the survival gear will help you be even more prepared. The kit includes breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks with over 2,000 calories a day. Best of all, this food is tasty. Your whole family will love it. To get your emergency food and your free survival gear worth over $200, go to preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com. Patriots, there's no time to waste. It is no time to waste. Well, Patriots, we have a crisis developing on our southern border, which is no joke, and there's been a lot of people speaking out about it. Ted Nugent recently ran a rally to call out Governor Abbott for not declaring war basically on the border. And today there's a post that's worth reading from somebody I really trust, which is Michael Yon. Michael Yon is a veteran. He was in Afghanistan doing citizen journalist reporting the same time I was. We were in different areas, but I have enormous respect for his reporting, especially his in his perspectives on war. This is what he wrote today. Americans constantly ask who is paying for the rape and murder invasion? Answer you pay. And when the economy explodes and there are food shortages, this will transition from planet of the rapes to cannibal planet. Folks, you who have been reading my work for years know how dangerously accurate I tend to be. Year after year and conflict after conflict, this will transition to straight up kinetic war with massive all-cause casualties ranging from serious diseases to bodies in the streets with blood Running into the stream storm sewers. You will see. War is my business. Print this out, check back in 2030 and audit my words. What Michael Leon is also pointing to, and he has this was on his Twitter feed, is the reality that our institutions, our government is supporting and driving this invasion. What we have is the classic disconnect and intentional manipulation of political speech. And I really want you to pay attention now to where I'm going to map some of these things out. Patriots are getting really rallied around all of these little things that are happening. The Hunter Biden laptop, the issues of of Matt Gates and AOC saying that congressmen should no longer be able to own stocks. You're getting a constant barrage of things from the debt ceiling and to the McCarthy issues that are supposedly going to bring out January six tapes, none of it has happened. There's been no accountability. There's no accountability for the Biden presidency that is illegal. There's no accountability for anything in our government right now. The three-letter agencies have teamed together. You have seen the operative efforts of that to overthrow an election in 2020 and to do so right in our face, to openly deny that there is a situation of fraud and there's and so they can comp- completely recycle that narrative until people give up and many believe it you have the news media waging a full war against the people you have the mRNA shots and by the way Moderna has now stepped up and gone to a new level of mRNA they're now advertising a new wave of mRNA shots that will help people solve all sorts of diseases with programmable immune systems this hasn't gone away And even though we're seeing people die every single day and we're seeing an increasing level of this casualty from this shot, nothing is changing in the main system. The elites will not give up until the day they are dead and buried. That's a true statement. They are not going to release from their anger and their visceral hate for the people because their goal ultimately is to wipe out anybody that opposes them, neutralize the voices, and create an obedient mass of people that are injected and ultimately transitioned to transhumanists. And that means plugged into the artificial intelligence. Anybody right now that's promoting artificial intelligence, anybody right now that's promoting transhumanism, they're not your friend. Consider them your enemy. So that means for those of you that are still rallying around the great hope that Elon Musk is gonna single-handedly save America with his free speech on Twitter, wake up. It's all a ruse. All of this is to keep our eyes off of the complete and total destruction of the country, and they're doing it on some key levels. One of the major waves is and has been the mRNA shot, which they have effectively poisoned youth, sterilized youth, which has been followed by their trans agenda, which is to sterilize youth through mutilation. Then we have the collapse of the economy, which is coming, and they know that's the big one, by the way. If you really want to know where all this leads, it's always the same place. Follow the money. The 13 families internationally that control everything that are behind all of this don't want people to realize that their money long ago has been raped and pillaged out of your accounts and that every single one of us is a debt slave. And so with that, there is need to have a major distraction. They have been working overtime to create a war with Russia and I've been very vocal on that and will continue to be, that Americans that still consider that this is a legitimate fight in the Ukraine are literally retarded. I've never seen Americans be so stupid in my life. And it's as if Americans want to believe in a war and want to support a war. It's like they need it in their blood. War is not something I wish or any soldier or veteran wishes on on people. But the fools like war. The overeager, trigger-happy fools like war. The liberals that like to believe in righteousness because they know they're not going to go to war like war. The Mulvaney's that like to act like they're a, an actor that acts like the, they're a, a weenie-snipped ma- female. They like war, those sorts of things, because they know it's not them. They're the voices of the elite that want to push the youth into war and destroy a class. And this is where we are. We're in a very critical time right now a time of awakening that has to happen across race, it has to happen across gender, and people need to start realizing just what's happening. And we're in a critical moment in this nation where it's going to be a major shakeup. No one wants to see what's coming and no one wants to see a country torn apart from the inside. Yet that's exactly what intelligence agencies do. They do it with pride. They love it, and they know at the end of the day that to accomplish that, they will always get rewards, whatever that is, kickbacks in money, kickbacks in authority and power, something like that. And right now we have a government that's running completely roughshod over every single thing that this country stands for because they no longer even care about the Constitution. The big gap there is that people themselves have tried to very passively enforce the Constitution. We shaked our our finger at them. Don't go against the Constitution. We call them out at school board meetings. Don't do this against the Constitution. Don't do this against race and gender. Don't do this. Don't do this against the biblical foundations of our nation. And the Marxists who are atheists, who are haters of God, who are haters of this nation, literally sit quietly and give you a blank face and what they're essentially giving you is the big middle finger to tell you to f you because they don't care and that's the truth of it there's going to have to be some hard accountability and the hard accountability is going to come from us the declaration of independence of independence establishes where the power comes from in this nation it's never come from government it's always come from we the people who are subordinate to the moral law of god And unfortunately, we've drifted a long ways from that. But in all of this multifaceted war, a true asymmetric war that's going on, Americans, quite frankly, are woefully ill-equipped to handle it. And sadly, as much as I've said this before, I'm gonna say it again, that was exactly what I briefed back in 2013 when I worked at Fort Meade. And this is a call now, and I'm making this statement openly, That veterans need to start standing up. This is a time that the American public needs leadership and it needs leadership in a big way. It's not taking away from any one of you that's out there. But unfortunately, this type of warfare has left many disoriented, mentally broken, and physically weakened because this is the intent of this type of asymmetric fight. It's a fight that's been waged every single level of the the society. They've used medical They've used informational, they've used educational, they've used legal, they've used political. These are the domains of people that people would trust and they've used them as a weapon system against the people of the United States. There's nothing that infuriates me more that turns my blood to boil than to know that institutions that people were trusting victimized the people, innocent people, for the benefit of evil. And those sorts of people that have done that sort of act deserve one thing, death. Yes, that's it. This is treason at the highest level, and there's no compromise to where we have to stand. It's going to take truly a warrior spirit now to stand up against this, and it's going to take out of ferocity of the American public to start being enraged by the fact that their government at every single level has betrayed them. Our taxpayer dollars have funded every bit of this. The craziest system you could ever imagine where you're taxed on your money and then that money that you have in reserve, you're going to go out and the state's going to assess another tax on it. There's going to be a gas tax on it. There's going to be a tax on your phone. There's going to be a tax on other things. And then as you go through the year, whatever money you have left over added to that, you're going to get taxed again. Every bit of money you have is multiple taxed. There's not just one tax, it's they, that's an illusion. And every bit of revenue they gain, they use to build the behemoth of the machine that they're now using against you in this war, which has really become a war of attrition and a war of destruction of the United States. Our way back has to be to reclaim the foundations of our Constitution. Unfortunately, not enough people are willing to admit what that way back is. I think you know me, I don't have a problem saying it. What is difficult for people to swallow is to accept the fact that our government is a complete betrayal of everything. It is no longer our government. It's an occupying force that is sitting in this nation under a corporate umbrella, using its power, using its influence to convince people of illegal laws. Our Constitution is the center point and pivot of all things we do. And they are so far out of bounds of the Constitution, they are our founding fathers wouldn't even recognize what we have right now. And unfortunately, the American people have gone along with it so long for various reasons. And it's not all the fault of people, but it is a situation in which we are in for lack of accountability and demanding accountability that where we are right now is sitting in a place in time that we are now outside the Constitution, living under true tyranny, and too many don't realize it yet. And it's coming at us faster than than we can possibly imagine. I mean, this is literally walking down the middle of the train tracks for a large percentage of the American public. They see a light and they are saying, look at the light at the end of the tunnel. And we're over here screaming, saying, no, that isn't the light at the end of the tunnel. That's the light on the head of the train. Get out of the way. And they're still walking, expecting something to change. You can't change the system from within when it's like this. And the problem is too many people keep looking at how to do this. We've talked obviously about one of the fundamental methods of change, which is county by county. And it has to be at the center point of everything that happens. Counties are going to be faced with a tremendous amount of crises, but the problem is counties are intricately tied funding-wise to state and federal. And the people are going to be submissive to and subordinate to the federal and state funding and laws because everyone's trying to work through the system. It's going to take a mentality. And unfortunately, what I'm most concerned with, and I'm just being honest, as I'm doing this assessment, is it's going to be an unbelievable tragedy before people realize that we've gone too far. Americans are woefully naive into the state of situation that we're in right now. And that's not directed at anybody in this audience personally, but it is very directed to the reality of our country. People want to go to rallies and believe that we can make America great again by attending rallies and just standing there listening to somebody talk. People want to believe that we can make big change by arguing with the school board. As the audience fills with LGBTQ representatives happy and pandering and salivating over the fact that there's a new batch of children that they can corrupt, groom, and ultimately rape as they move forward. We have developed a culture of rape and killing. And it's at the very core of who we are as a nation. It's being driven by pure evil. Children are being groomed and mutilated. Children are being aborted every day, and elderly are being cast off and left to die in in private homes. And the middle group there, the headline is, should be, "How to live a selfish life in America," because I don't have to worry about responsibilities. I can outcast my, I can outsource my kids to public schools, the indoctrination camp, and have my days free to do what I want. I can outsource my parents to retirement homes and not have the responsibility that they had with me. I can get rid of them. And while there's many families out there as well that are struggling in the economic side of this, we're turning our backs on that as well. We walk down our streets, we see the homeless and we cringe like, oh my goodness, look at this mess. They're a, representative, or they're a reflection of our society today. Everything we are witnessing in this collapse represents us, every one of us. And unfortunately, we've become so isolated as a culture. We Each of us are like, well, what do I do? What do I do? The issue we have right now is we have to start coming together as a people. We have to start building the strength in our communities. And it's easy to say this. I understand that. But if we don't start organizing in real active groups and understanding that we have to take active action, this thing is going to blow up. They understand that the big issue here is going to be money. They get it. They understand that we are just careening into a place where they can no longer sustain the debt game. We're $37 trillion in debt as a nation. They have overprinted the money to a point where they can't do anything else. We see inflation going up and down. Our inflation, our real home household inflation, we've talked about this, is upwards of 35% in real goods. The fundamental goods that we rely on, whether it's fuel, whether it's elect- heating, energy costs, whether it's milk, eggs, butter, beef, cereal, those fundamentals, on the average, 25 to 35% increase in the household. And at the same time, we've seen real wages decline real wages are declining on two levels, taxation and inflation. Inflation destroys wages. And so their answer is going to be to roll out a digital currency. And as they roll out this digital currency, it will give them an opportunity to redistribute debt across every single person as they annihilate and they will go after it, they will annihilate retirement accounts of the elderly and who's going to care because we've already cast them aside. And I'm very serious about what I'm saying. You know, as I say that, I think back to a moment when I used to walk back and forth in Portland before Antifa took it over when my office was downtown and I would walk from my condo downtown. And one night as I drove by, I will never forget this, there was an elderly woman, very nicely dressed with her suitcase that was sleeping on the sidewalk. She's just another casualty. And from what I can understand, she had lost her funding to stay in the retirement home she was at. Patriots, we're moving to a point right now we have become so emotionally disconnected from the realities around us as we each are trying to survive that the problem is that those problems are accelerating and those people that we're ignoring are going to become the insurgents within our community. It always happens this way. We are dealing with people that when they don't have money, they're going to become desperate. When your EBT card or your Oregon, like we have, we call it the Oregon trail card, your welfare card ceases to buy stuff. What's going to happen then? What's going to happen when suddenly there is no more money for people to buy what they need in those essentials? This transition, I don't care how many ways you dice it, people keep wanting to think it's not going to hit and maybe it won't be that bad or maybe all this is an exaggeration. Think about the magnitude of shift we're talking about. We're trying to move the country from a cash to a cashless society based on a digital currency that's never been used before to roll that out and to get everybody to comply to it if you don't think there's going to be some major glitches in that program i'll tell you what i've got a cheap piece of swampland i'll sell you down in the middle of arizona in the middle of the desert the reality is that this is going to be a colossal shift this is a re-engineering of the entire world and the only group of people that can lead this nation back to where we want to be, is Christ's army. That's the bottom line. Because we're the only ones that have the values. We're the only ones that have the compassion. We're the only ones that have the understanding of what it's going to take to be greater. But it requires two things. It's not just about loving thy neighbor, it's being ferocious on the moral line to not let it ever happen again and to not let this enemy cross. This is a time when we have to stand boldly and we have to get past the point of the doomsday forecasts. Look, we may be in the middle of revelation. I don't know. I've said this many times, but that's not our walk. God has told us many times that only he will know the time and the hour. And yet I can't believe how many people are are retracting back to this while we're in Revelation or the statements like, I can't wait till I'm brought home. We are here now in this time, in this place, and we are here for a reason. And if we have to wake up to the greater responsibility in which we have, no one wanted it. No one asked us to be stepped into a leadership role. No one asked us to be the point of the spear in the army, but guess what? We're here. And that's exactly what we're faced with now, is who is going to stand up and truly lead this nation back? And the only group that can, the only group that's morally equipped with it, spiritually equipped, and honestly equipped even in skills and talents, are those that have been dutifully following that path of Christ. That's it. That's the group that will make a difference. We're bridge builders. We're also ferocious warriors. And it's going to take all of that going forward. We are in a crisis right now in this nation. And it's just unbelievable to me to watch every single day the continued expansion and moving of this virus, this cancer of the mind. I can't comprehend what the left is about. I read today that in Oregon, my state, the Democrats voted in the House To approve the idea that children of any age can seek an abortion and can seek transgender surgeries and treatments without their parents' consent. And here's the kicker on this one. And if they do, the parent's insurance has to pay for it. Let's go through that again. A child cannot take out insurance on their own. A child cannot vote. A child cannot buy alcohol. A child cannot buy a gun. You can't do any of those things. You can't even get a driver's license until you're 16. But in Oregon, in Washington, in California, but in particular in Oregon right now, the way that they're trying to get this passed, and it still has to go through the Senate, so we can have some prayers and hope it doesn't. They're saying that a child can make a decision to permanently mutilate themselves, take away any of their ability to have kids ever again, put themselves on transitional drugs, which will destroy them and they can do it without their parents' consent and they will the parents are required to use their insurance to pay for it. This is the mentality of the infection that has happened to our nation. And it's not just ice. It's easy to point to Oregon because we have a highly toxic communist Marxist insurgency going on in our capital. And it's centered out of this rot that we call Portland. It's only three counties in this state that run this. California has a similar problem. Washington has a similar problem. But if you think it's just limited to red or blue states, think again. It's happening all over because these people have spread out. They are a metastasized cancer that are continuing to infect every place they go. And there's no room for them. As hard as this is for us to say, because in our Christian mindset, we always are pushing for this point of forgiveness, but it should be a very clear line that when you go out to damage children, there is no line there anymore. It's a millstone. And they're willfully doing this, and their argument is trying to constantly twist and turn. The entire logic of the stream, even Whoopi Goldberg came out on her morning show to say that, ready for this? Christians demand that parents have responsibility for their kids. And then she continues the argument to say, so if that's the case, who is to say that I as a parent don't have a right to decide with my child that they need to go through a transgender change or a gender change? This is the sickness of the left because what they're actually doing is preparing a nation to be destroyed. They go after the youth because once they corrupt the youth, they control the future. This is going to be a war that is not going to go away quickly. I read something the other day. It's just stunning to me. It was an argument about the sacrifices made by people for the Q movement. And in the same breath, they say, if, if Q is a LARP, then all the people that have lost their jobs, all the people that have gone to jail, all their people that have been deplatformed, have done all this for nothing. So Q can't be a LARP. And then watch these words. Because, there is, because God is greater in all of this. In one sentence, they literally have to put Q on the same level as God. This is the foolishness of what's happened and it's completely corrupted the right, the conservative base of our nation. There's no perspective right now, and so much of that is coming from the reality that people lack an intimate and personal relationship with Father God and Jesus. If they truly had that relationship, none of this stuff would even be happening, but unfortunately, that weakness has happened in our pulpit for years. We're taught obedience to a pulpit and to a pew, excuse me, rather than obedience obedience to the word and living the word in the world, meaning getting beyond the dead stone walls. The advantage of those that have been finding the power of Christ beyond the dead stone walls is that we are in the world and we have, we have become the point of the spear for this war. And it's going to require that we get very serious about what we're doing. I think ultimately we're probably going to have to look at a national divorce, and I'm okay with that, and everybody needs to get okay with that. And I think that's going to have to come from a county-level action, and I think it's going to come from certain state-level actions, and we have to be prepared to mobilize on it. Because we can't coexist with the left. And unfortunately, other than a hand of God, which, believe me, I would love to see, the left cannot coexist with us under any circumstances. This Marxist left, and it means it's war. Those are harsh words to say. It's a hard reality to face. And it's not one that that anybody wants to talk about. The problem with not saying it is that there's still so much of this pandering to lead people down the path that somehow we're going to restore this nation through a political process. Patriots, even if we turn a county into a stronghold, which needs to be done, for every county that's a stronghold, there's other counties that are going to want to corrupt it. That means you have to have a defensive strategy and you have to be proactive in your defensive strategy to go on the offensive to protect what you have. What does that look like? So let's, let's play that round a bit. If you are going to have a county that is constitutionally resurrected, even if you're going to have a national divorce. They are going to send in their agitators. They are going to send in their infiltrators. They are going to try to get to the youth and corrupt the minds. This is far greater than simply a national divorce in a simple sense. We have people calling for a constitutional convention. How does that work out when half the people that are going to go there are going to argue for things like equal rights and freedom of speech, even if it includes transgenderism? We have a moral bankruptcy in this nation that is far beyond anything we've ever imagined. And it has been accentuated and perpetuated and accelerated under this administration beyond anything we've thought before. And with this, we have a massive wave coming from the South, which is nine days away, ready to break through the border with 1,500 soldiers, which I guarantee are not gonna stop anything. And it's going to be a massive infiltration into the United States. We have a military that is completely broken. We have the Navy using a crossdresser as a recruitment ad. We have the Army pushing, and forgive me, women, but we have the Army pushing women before we have warfighter men on the ground. And if you really think about how inverted this is, as the women have fought for equal rights, let's look at the climate that we currently have. We have never seen a more hostile environment to the woman than we currently have. Women have lost all their rights because now a transgender supersedes them. A man who is either dressed like a woman or went further and cut his balls off is now getting more rights than a woman. woman. And when they go into sports or other things, it's okay for that man dressed like a woman to beat the heck out of a woman and... That's just the way it is. This is the inversion we're dealing with. Women who wanted equal rights in the military, good on you. Now that means that you're going to die on the battlefield like men. If that's what you wanted, that, all that is it was a plan to work on depopulation, by the way, if you didn't figure that one out. How to get people to voluntarily go to war to make sure that there wouldn't be any more berths. Have the women fight on the front lines. Have them go into combat arms. And the women fought for it. I need to be up here with the men. I need to be a ranger. I need to be an air, airport pilot. I need to be the guy. I need to be a trigger puller. Okay. You got what you wished. And here we are. And I guarantee you, if you watch what's happening in the military right now, that is part of the agenda to put more and more women on the front lines because it's all part of the depopulation agenda. Everything has another motive. Everything about them is about destroying humanity. And unfortunately, there's still too much trust in our government. We are in a critical time right now. It is a difficult time as a nation. And it begins by us realizing that this government is not our friend. This government has pivoted away from what it's supposed to be. It gives you the lip service. It talks about the Constitution. Never mentions the Declaration of Independence, by the way. That's a dangerous document if you mention it, because it says in that document that we have the right to overthrow this government. But let's not mention that. Let's talk about that in terms of a document that was passed by the Continental Congress and isn't really representative of the first Congress of the United States where the the Constitution was passed. Mm Mm-hmm. The representative body at the time of the United States was the Continental Congress, and they did pass that document. It is the founding document, the Declaration of Independence, and it gives the rights to the people of what exactly we have to do. We have governors in our country all over, including Governor Abbott in Texas, that are betraying the Constitution. We have DeSantis down in Florida... One hand, voting to have pedophiles exterminated, and on the other hand, flying over to Israel to sign a document that says that if you speak out against Israel or the Jews, you shall be thrown in jail or fined like $20,000 or something ridiculous. You see, they're all betraying us, every one of them. And we don't have any truth or leadership in this nation. Right now is a time for us to come together as people, we are watching the entire black population being manipulated. I don't know how they're doing this, but I am absolutely stunned at how the black population has been mobilized to be the biggest carriers of hate. There has more violence amongst themselves than we've ever seen. There was a breakout in a fight yesterday in the middle of the Atlanta, Atlanta airport. Two women, black women, who went at it with each other, just totally like straight up MMA, at the check at the gate to enter the plane, Patriots. This isn't normal. This isn't normal. It, they have black youth mobilizing and gang destroying people, any victim they can get that they can find hated, and they're between killing themselves, which is the number one death rate, is black on black crime. They can't even see the fact that they're being used to exterminate themselves. And I, it's why I've said many times, is there, we've got to build bridges here. We have to start finding the source and stabilizing this. They have brought this up to such a point now that we are at each other's throats at a critical moment when we need to be united. I don't have answers to a pathway forward other than this. I know that when we walk boldly in the body of Christ, I know that when we can put ourselves truly on that foundation of faith, we can start seeing past the ridiculousness of color, we can start seeing past the ridiculousness of the differences in who we are physically and start seeing ourselves as one. We also reestablish a moral foundation to understand that there's two genders, not 965,000, that having a child castrate themselves or mutilate themselves is morally wrong, The parents that go along with that, whether they're bullied or whether they're just stupid, I don't know which, but they're just retarded to begin with and they have lost their way in terms of being a parent to think that that's right. Casting off the elderly into elderly homes and putting them aside so that they die quietly and out of our way so that we don't have to be accountable to the wisdom class is wrong. These are the moral resets of a nation. And fundamentally, there's probably some fairly simple ways forward here if we could come together. And so here's what I see. Number one, there has to be a community level effort to get kids out of school. And for parents, they want to keep their kids in school and refuse to be participant into bringing their kids out. There's not much we can do, but there has to be a community level effort to do that. And there has to be a, a national effort, to deny any budget that the school board seeks to pass. We have to defund the schools, period, end of story. Any local measure to fund your schools has to go down. There has to be a community level focus that every person in our counties, in the county commissions, the sheriffs, the city police, the city council, and the mayors, they have to be held accountable to the constitution. And if they don't, they need to learn the wrath of the people. And what does wrath look like? I've said this before. Try sending 50 pissed off women to a mayor's office every day and meeting with the mayor's wife and and getting in, in their face. I will tell you, men, we don't have that sort of leverage and power, but women do. And you can drive them nuts. And if you're dealing with like the Chicago mayor, Lightfoot, who's actually a man, that's probably a little different thing. So we are dealing with The need for people to get really irate, righteously angry at where we are, not passive, not sitting on the side wringing our hands, not wondering if and when. And at the same time, we have have got to continue these measures to defund, like we've talked about with Bud Light. But Anheuser-Busch needs to go bankrupt. We need to, just like Bed Bath & Beyond went bankrupt, every one of these corporations that steps into this ESG garbage, which is promoting transgenderism. Every one of those brands needs to be destroyed. And that means doing without the things that we normally do. As we pull together as a community, we also have to keep the focus on self-sufficiency and local security. This is going to require communities to come together. Look, this disruption, you can guarantee, these people, in fact, they did it the other day, and Republicans voted for this. They voted for a a debt ceiling that would ultimately reduce funding for policing, and the Republicans were on board with that. Why would they do that? I can tell you my my perspective. You want to defund your policing as you know the economy is going to crash so that you can create mass civil unrest without the capacity to protect and serve so that the people are so distracted and so disoriented that then you can roll out the new enslavement digital system. This is their game. They want to cover their tail. And not only that, everybody up there is a pedophile to begin with. Uh, Maybe we'll have a few percentage points that aren't. But the majority of people in Washington, D.C., if not all, know that there's pedophilia that's rampant. They do nothing about it. They've been participant in pedophilia, or they have been witness to it. They know it. Wall Street the same way. So your investments, by the way, and all your companies that you're trying to put money aside and figure out who to invest best with, invest green, invest this. Patriots, let's get real. I've said this before, and the real of it is this. The engine of the world that keeps the financial system going is children. That's the foundation. Everything else is just illusion. It's paper illusion. What you have in your 401k, what you have in your retirement accounts, the way you got it there, the stocks that you own, all of those in one way or another will run back, follow the money, it will come back to a global stabilization trafficking kids. That's the only thing that makes money in the elite circles. That's the only thing they traffic and use as currency, kids. That's what we're part of. So the bottom line is we have to get more aggressive and more focused in what we're doing and to understand who we are. We are the children of the most high. That does not mean we have an easy job. That does not mean we get a pass. It doesn't mean we get to sit around and wring our hands and say, oh, Jesus, take me home. That means we get our combat boots on. That means we tighten up our belt. That means we tighten up our rucksack and pack it well. It means you sharpen your, your sword just like Peter, and you prepare to go to war like Jesus, but you carry both. It means that we get out here in front of everybody, and you start to realize that we are a remnant, And God has us here for a very particular reason in this time in this place. No more playing around. And we have to understand that our responsibility is greater than anything of this world because we represent kingdom. That means God first in all things. That means carrying the message. That means waking people up. And that means holding the line greater and more powerful than anybody out there. It means we rely on one another. We don't expect others to fix things for us. It means we work hard to build our community and our networks. And it means that with the ones that we trust, we know we can trust. Because when somebody walks with Christ, truly walks with Christ, we don't need another type of vetting. We can expect the enemy to try to infiltrate it, but trust me, that's an easy one to sort out pretty quick because they'll show their true colors. It means we pray hard. It means we work hard. It means we fight hard. And our nation needs this. I've read so many political discourses right now on where we are as a nation and what is missing constantly is the understanding that this work is not of this world. This work is greater than this world. And that we as the remnant are the only way back. But people don't want to admit that. They don't want to look at that truly. They don't want to see the true sense of our role. Because in the Christian sense of what's happening, if you say that, then what you get as a response is, well, yeah, but it's, it, the God's coming and he'll fix everything. Then my question for every Christian out there is, what the hell are you doing here then? Why did God put you here? Because God put us here for a reason. And that reason is now. And this remnant is more important than anything ever been raised up. Fortunately, Bard's Nation represents a significant role in this, a significant role in the remnant. We're not the only remnant, God doesn't play that way, but there is a significant part and you can hold that as a badge of honor because you've been brought here, you're here, you've stayed here because God needs you to be here. And that's time now to start realizing we have to build the network with others that are out here. You have to lead or you follow, but don't be in the way. It's not, there's no time for, for middle ground. This is a time right now that is a call to action. It's a call for the hour. And it is time that we realize our true duty, not to the United States of America, not to a red, white, and blue, not to some fight against a globalist one world order. This is what we're called to do, to be here, to fight for father, God, for kingdom. We're behind enemy lines. Everything else is illusion. Nation states, counties, states. Sure, we'll organize ourselves as appropriate as God leads. But the one critical thing above all of this is we represent kingdom. And when we understand that fire and what we represent, there shouldn't be any denying the power and strength in which you command on this ground. Each one of us can and will, if we choose, declare kingdom authority but that means we have to get close and intimate with Father God and trust of who we truly are. We have been given authority over snakes and scorpions and authority over all evil. We truly are representatives of kingdom. And when we understand that, we quit wringing our hands, we quit wondering what's going to happen, and we start standing boldly. And just so I'm clear, God doesn't make us all uniform and equal. Remember that. He has his Joshua's, he equally has his Esther's, and each one of those fight differently. But all of them fight. All of them. And nobody sits on the side. This is more than ever a call to action for everybody out here to understand that evil is now in the open. It is moving wildly and freely amongst us. It is laughing at us. It is mocking us. It is destroying our children. It is killing the elderly. And it looks at us and it mocks us because they know that we have the greatest God and we don't use the authority that he gave us. That sickens me. That's watching a great army. The Brits gave up in one of the great fights of World War II. It was on the near in the near France. They all there was like 30,000 of them that surrendered. To this day, I can't even believe they did it. What happened? Because they stopped believing that they could win. We're on that cusp, and I'm not going to be part of that group that surrenders, ever, ever. Martyrdom mentality. We've already won the great war. We've talked about that. We've won our freedom. Christ has given us life. His sacrifice made, solved, the, addressed the curse and overcame the blood contract, the violation, and gave us life everlasting. So there should be no fear. You've got everything. But the what happens is people get attached to life, to things, to the comfort and convenience. And somehow we believe that life should just be an easy walk. We get down the road. And when we get down the road, then suddenly everything's going to be okay. And we're going to go off to heaven and have a big spaghetti party with somebody as I've literally heard people quote in church. That's not what we're here for. That's not who we are. God selected warriors to be here. And as far as I'm concerned, if you're here and you're listening to this podcast, you just have to find your warrior in you. You're here for a reason. You're here because you were called, whether consciously or subconsciously, you're here because you were called. So buckle it up. Tighten up your your kit. Get ready to climb that mountain and get ready to be ferocious like lions because there's no more time to waste. Take it seriously what you're doing. Every moment we have now is critical. Every person we engage is critical. Every action we take is critical. And look, I get it. It doesn't feel comfortable. But there can be no anxiety. There should only be excitement because for the first time in most everybody's life, if you've been called, you know why God put you here in this time. And that in itself is glorious. As pagan as the Viking culture was, they at least understood one thing. There was no better way to die than to die gloriously in battle. Well, I don't seek to die, but I'll tell you what. I'll gladly fight to my last breath and die gloriously in the name of God and for our Father. So better stay alive than die. As Patton said, no good dead. You might as you, Your mission needs to be to kill the other poor SOB because that's your objective. And people don't like those words because they stir up violence, they say. Patriots, we're in a violent war. What violence looks like only takes a different form. This violence took the form of a shot. This violence took a form of information warfare. This violence took the the position of corrupting children. This violence took the position and perspective and attack of killing off the elderly. Let's get real, this is a violent war, the most violent war that humanity has ever witnessed in our known history. So get violent in your thought, be ferocious, Understand the terms of warfare they we're working under, adapt, be more ferocious than your enemy, lean hard into scripture, lean hard into our relationship with, the, with our Father, and do not relent under any circumstances. It is time to start showing the spirit and fire that Christ expected us to have. He didn't ask us to do nothing for the death that he endured. Now it's time for us to pay our dues. Let's pray. Father, we are blessed truly with this time that we have. And tonight, Father, we pray for the ferociousness of the warrior spirit, the spirit that Christ expected us to have, that conviction to understand that his death truly means something to us. Not just a passerby, not just a free pass to heaven, but instead something that we need to fight for to protect the children, to protect our elderly, to stand up against this evil and to do it in the many forms which you've allowed us to do. You have brought so much to this fight, Father, our perfection and our talents, the gifts and talents which you've given us, the awakening of a spirit. There's people that are profound in their vocal actions. There's people that are profound in their engagement in bringing people to Christ. There are people that are profound in their martial skills. You've created the perfect army. So tonight we pray for that army to start realizing itself, to start understanding what it is, to start realizing how much more dominance we have in this battlefield than the enemy. And to stop pandering around, to stop trying to give up, to stop trying to wring our hands and wait for Jesus to come, but instead to fight to the very last second. And when Jesus arrives, cool. But until then, to never, ever hesitate in this fight. That's the ferocity we pray for tonight, Father. To settle in on each person's heart. To realize that if they're here listening to this, that they're being called to be a warrior. They're being called to the line. They're being called to be part of that, the most honored place to be, the tip of the spear. How many people in heaven wish they could be here with us in a time such as this, as they witness from above, the cloud of witnesses watch, and they see, and they stare with amazement at that the few, the remnant that stands boldly. Father, we need that inspiration right now for everybody to understand that this is the time, this is the hour, to rise, to unite, and to focus on the war before us, to not fear, to not hesitate, but to understand that with you and through you, all things are possible. This is a fight, first and foremost, that is spiritual, with you, Father, with the Holy Spirit, and with Christ himself. But it also takes our willingness to step into that arena. So, Father, we pray for that courage and that ferocity. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Time to light the fires. It's amazing. All right, patriots. A lot to think about. Not a lot to get stressed about. A lot to be freed from in knowing our purpose. And that should be the most relieving thing of all. Anxiety and fear are the works of the devil. They're the brain killer, the mind killer. They separate us from God. Don't let it corrupt. Be honored by the fact that you're here in this time as God intended. Be honored in the fact that we have so many others around us that think the same way. Even if you live in a community where you don't feel connected, know that just here right now listening to this, there's thousands of others This is a podcast that gets 1.4 million downloads a month. It's in 120 countries. You're not alone. I'm not alone. We may not see each other, but we're connected. And God most amazingly understands that and placed us everywhere for a specific reason. And even if it doesn't feel like it, he has you where he needs you. You just have to trust in it and be ferocious like a lion. How do you defeat an enemy? You surround him and infiltrate him. We keep thinking we're infiltrated. Turn the tables, patriots. We've infiltrated them. Now it's time to win. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land, expand the kingdom, subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now.
1: We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend,